Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Mega Success Podcast. We're on this podcast. My CEO and I, Francie, go on both sides of every business issues, and then hopefully that you decide everyone has their own truth, and this is about getting all the layers there. So Francie is my CEO, also known as PAC, who runs everything, and after six months hiatus, she finally had some chances to actually really come here and make things happen and make this possible. So Ferenci, how are you, Pac? I, I'm excited to bring back the Powerful Podcast. I'm also a little nervous because I have no idea. I changed the name. You didn't even know about it, but I changed the name. I decided I don't want to call it the Powerful anymore. We didn't I'm talk. excited for whatever podcast we are on today. I'm excited with. I, I, I came up with it like two minutes before. I'm like, I think I'm going to change the name. But I didn't and let I you know. have no idea what's going on. So this should be fun. Well, I mean, since when do we know what goes on until we actually do? It? Never. We never do. Never do. And we will be using this as audio as I'm highly distracted with all the people's faces coming in here at the same time. So we will just be using this as an audio and not video as I cannot focus as keep the people popping up. How am I supposed to do a show pack on Zoom when everyone's popping up in my screen? How am I, it's like how follow instructions and apparently people are lacking in the, you know, following of the instructions part of today's session. So this is why people right. don't film shows with a live audience. This is All exactly right. why. This is exactly why. All right. Or we would have put them into the waiting room. We would have put them to the waiting room. Um, we would have put them to the ring room. It's very hard. I've never had to focus. Uh, I've never had to focus as much. Nobody else I is allowed to join. So don't let anyone else join the meeting. That is the end of the day. Like, you know what? This is what's going to happen. Sorry, guys, you're going in the waiting room and you're not being brought back. So how do you feel about that? Later, PC. Ya. By the way, this is a Don't let them podcast. back in. Whoever's letting these people back in, just don't let them back in. So let's get started as this is highly entertaining. Uh, this is highly entertaining. So let's start with things that are happening in the news. Crypto.com, I don't know if you've seen it. Formula One, they're kind of everywhere. They just uh, signed a $700 million deal to Staples. replace the Staples Center in LA yes. uh, to replace them as the main sponsor being called Crypto.com. Crypto.com is a Singaporean company. People are calling it the Google of, uh, of crypto in terms of searches and all that. So let me ask you a question. So you have a company that's not making that much money because it's the adoption. They're spending all this money on advertising. Do you think, as we've seen a lot of times, these companies, they go in, you've started with Countrywide Home Loans, you start with um, uh, Prime America, you started with a lot of things where they would stick their names on things. It looks good. It's very flashy. And then the company goes bust. The advertising goes bust. Is this the beginning of a bubble where people are just trying to spend their way to credibility? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we talk about branding. We talk about building that authority, building that credibility. And that's just another outlet to do it, right? So I think in the world of crypto, you have people that are like, Yes, crypto is everything. Crypto is life. Put everything into crypto. That is the future. You have other people that are like, I still don't understand what a crypto is and what you're talking about. And then you have people in the middle. So I think people that are 
running these companies. I mean, also not for nothing, crypto, crypto.com, like amazing name, right? Like end of the day, amazing name. And um, they're just trying to build the brand and build the credibility and build the authority. So I think that, you know, it's a move to spend the money to build the branding and create awareness, right? I know a little bit about crypto, had not, was not really familiar with crypto.com, but now I've seen it all over the news. So, you know, is it going to make them more money? I don't know, but I do know, I think it's a hundred percent a move for building branding, building credibility and putting their name on the map. Well, here's what people are not saying is AG who owns the Staples Center. Are they asking themselves what happens if they go out of business? Does this affect the brand? Or we don't care. Everyone's for a money grab. You know, as well as I know, we have some of the biggest conferences now. We're being extorted every rich way. Everyone wants more I money. Everyone it's a money grab, right? You got to remember too, Staples Center is in LA. How many events have happened in LA over the past 18 months, right? You look at California as a whole, you look at the actual city of LA, they've probably been impacted even more so than other places in the US. A total money grab. But I also think as the owners, you're it, whatever, it's the money now, take the money now and run. And the reality is, if they go somewhere, if crypto.com goes out of business or whatever happens, somebody will put their name on that arena. Well, here, here's my mind. I, I have a lot of crypto and, you know, one of the interesting component about it is that I always said, and I said this five years ago, it's either going to make me more money than I ever dreamed of, or, you know, I'm going to lose it all as well. You know, just today, as we do the show, whoever you listen to the show, it could be way down or way up, but today is way down. Um, you know, the highs were at 66. It, was, it went down as low as 59 today. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, overpriced, overselling. And I think people are getting very emotional about it as well. But this is a space that had no credibility. But let's not, let's, let's not forget, it's still not 100% validated by the SEC. There's still a lot of gray area. Kind of like, it kind of is where that like cannabis thing where statewide, in some states it can, but federally is not. So you're in the gray bubble. Now, here's what I think about crypto, and I hope it doesn't happen. But if there ever is a terrorist attack, okay, or something horrible that happened, and all they say is they were paid with crypto, bam, everyone is going to come down. I and, and and I hope that never happens. But right now, that's how money is being moved. I mean, There's a I reason why you're being, you're being an optimist. That is going to happen at some point. Well, probably so. And that's why China, by the way, banned all mining from China because it, uh, before crypto, people were doing what's called underground banks, right? So they would sort of use an underground and they would send money elsewhere and they would take a fee. Now you got crypto and it's about the regulation of money. And at some point is other governments come up with their own crypto like they want to do it now to compete against cryptocurrency. Very interesting thing to do as well. Let's move on to the next topic as well. Should big tech be entitled to do whatever they want, right? You have Facebook, Brokehouse, Clubhouse, Twitter, uh, you have all of these uh, platforms, Instagram, they could shadow ban you, they can uh, remove you, they, Facebook did it to, so uh, to. Are we talking specifically like big tech social media, or are we also including like Google and just any I'm, big I'm, tech, I'm, anything? Well, you're, you're basically, you know, you're also talking, for example, uh, Apple, right? They'll be like, hey, this is what we charge, take it or leave it. These are private companies that started from nothing and it's their own company 
should they be able to do whatever they want? Or once you kind of get so big, you're so big that you can't fail that you're now changing things. Because on one hand, we don't like control, except unless that if it's done to us, then we don't like it being done. So should they be able or should there be regulation? By the way, there are people that are on Zoom here that are watching this. If you want to comment in the comments, love to hear that. What are your thoughts? Because it's frustrating and there's nothing you could do. And the answer is, well, and in other countries, for example, let's talk about slander, right? Uh, in some other countries, you call someone a fraud, a scam or say something, you're liable. In America, you have Section 230. We're not responsible for anything and everything. You had, you know, the murder in New Zealand where someone was videotaping uh, the slaughter of uh, it was over 30 of uh, America, 30 Muslims, uh, a terror attack down in Christchurch. So, um, you know, at some point they've become unstoppable and it's only growing. You have to understand these companies are now trillion dollar companies. They're not even billion dollar companies. Should there be regulation or that's business and it is what it is. So this one is really tough for me because I, I am, I am pro big business. I am pro you started something from nothing and you've built it to what you are. I don't love over regulating things. I don't love over government involvement of regulation. Um, what I think is actually a little bit differently because I don't, like I said, I don't love over regulating and over policing things. But what I do think is there should be a standard. I think there should, I think all of these platforms should have more of a, this is the standard, this, and it is more black and white versus all of these platforms that we're talking about have a lot of gray, right? Like I'm going to talk Facebook, Instagram, for example, their advertising guidelines are gray enough that they can kind of be like, mm, we don't like yours, but that one's okay. And you can't really figure out what's right and what's wrong because all of the terms and policies are written in this gray area where there's a lot of it is held to, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google clubhouses, how they want to view it versus it being a very clear, you can't do this with this spelled out. You can do this with this spelled out. So I, I'm not big on over-regulating things, but I do think there should be more of a black, white, not this gray, ambiguous, it's up to how you want to define something in that moment. So that's what I'd like to see. Not heavy over-regulation, because I just, I'm not a fan of that. Um, but I do think there should be a little bit more clarity versus just this ambiguous, I can define it however I need to in the moment. And that definition is a sliding moving scale based on the scenario. So that, that's kind of what I think. So I think if Apple wants to charge whatever it wants to charge, it is what it is. You don't have to use it. I do think social media has to be regulated because you're talking about free speech or when these companies pretty much either shadow ban or what happens is remove people's speeches and others don't, then it becomes subjective. And I think there needs to be a mechanism, especially if you take a look at the children, 
There are children being bullied. There are people saying a lot of racist things. There's a lot of things that go wrong. And it's like, what gets taken off? What doesn't? What's graphic? And there should be in social media that if there's any post that is questionable, then maybe what it does is if person, a certain amount of people complain or a person, if I complain about but something that's, that's wrong. That's where I think, right? So then I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? You're, there's a lot of very well-known people, very big brands that are shadow banned on Instagram, that are shadow banned on TikTok, that are shadow banned on Clubhouse, big, well-known brands that are shadow banned on these platforms. And let's say you have someone, let's say you, for example, like this, but this, no, but this is what I don't like. I don't think it should be if a certain volume of people complain, because all it takes is somebody that has a huge following to say, that's a bad person. All their followers complain. And that hits the threshold of getting that person banned. Okay. The, the, the good point. But here's what I would say. I would say if there's a, a issue with shadow banning or restricting or moving. I think the person, so let's say I'm being shadow banned, I will pay, even though it's not my fault, I will pay for independent arbitrator, right? So if there's not cost to the big tech company, stuff like that. And then also too, I, if it's serious enough for me, right, then I'll pay a couple thousand, thousand, whatever the cost is to present my case in virtue of Zoom or whatever, right? And as a result of the case, someone would decide whether or not it should be shadow banned, not shadow banned, or Did whatever it is. Did you realize how many millions of people would fall into that bucket of, yeah, I they mean- pay, but if they pay, then then maybe there's something to, to be said. About I just, that I think right when you just look at from the smallest scale of people that are in a dispute with their family members because somebody passed away and they're arguing over, you know, the distribution of assets because they didn't do proper asset planning. And you have people on Facebook calling them, you know, a money, gr money grubbing, you know, psychopath. Right. And that's a family dispute is is. Does that need to go to, and that's where I think you, when you start putting restrictions, when you start putting, it's going to be regulated in place, where do you draw the line and where is the mess? And I think the more interesting piece of this, there's now actually companies emerging that will delete negative content off of social. So where I think there's like a whole other business being created where they can actually crawl your social and have AI, you utilize AI technology to actually go on to social and be able to crawl it and say, okay, what is something that maybe you posted 10 years ago that could come back and haunt you and automatically remove those things? What are the negative comments that um, would be detrimental to your brand or talking negatively and can automatically remove those things? I think if we get into regulating these platforms, we are opening up Pandora's box of everyone potentially being slapped for every potential thing you say, where it, they will not be the platforms. People are losing business because they're putting fake things about other How about businesses. This? How about the broke ass people sitting at home with nothing better to do, but fucking bitch and complain about everyone. Go get a job, put energy into your business and stop being a fucking troll. How about that? How about the trolls stop being trolls and like live your fucking life and do something positive with your time? That's the problem. On YouTube, you're using the F word. And I'm not going back to edit this. You have just killed. Blurp it out. What a blur. Who's going to blurp it out? What time do we have to blurp it out? Somebody on Fiverr. We'll pay someone on Fiverr.
Oh, big shot. $5 here, $5 there. That's half your wage, right? There you go. Half your wage. You know what? It's coming out of your pay. You're $12.50 an hour. I'm paying you. That $5 is coming out of that. Look at you using Perfect. the F word. Perfect. How dare you? How dare you? I'm, I'm but offended. The, but, but that's really the issue. Okay. So you put the in some kind of. are empowered because there's no consequences. If they got sued, if you open your mouth and you get sued, well, look how quickly it's going yeah, to shut but, up. Okay. But then let's dig into the, you bounce your IP off different locate. Somebody sitting in their mom's basement in the dark room with their hoodie talking smack and being an internet troll is going to be smart enough to figure out how to bounce their IP, not be tracked down, have fake accounts, and they're still not going to have ramifications. Now you're about to get canceled because now you discriminate against everyone who doesn't have a basement. People in the South of Florida, they I don't have Florida a basement. Florida. I don't have a basement. So I, oh, like, I there you go. So now you're discriminating. I just want to say that's full discrimination. You're about to be canceled. Basements too. Just want to put it on there as well. You're being canceled yeah. here as well. Let's move on to the next one as well. Uh, Apple worker who led a protest, Apple too left Apple after a private settlement. She withdrew her complaint into the National Relations Board. How much of this? So clearly Apple paid off to deal with this. They have no shortage of money as well. Have we become a society now where there's a lot of extortionists? There's a lot of things going there. Everyone loves to kind of play the victims as well. Should this be fought or is sometimes a settlement and admission of guilt? Because some people don't understand that it's easier to settle and pay $30,000 or to make it go away because it's going to cost you a hundred in legal fees. Except in a world we live in, if you settle, you can't talk about it. The other side can't talk. There's a presumption of guilt. I've never settled. I have no intention of settling with anyone because they'll be used against you as well because you have a policy. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Talk about this. Is this is this something that, that sets well, the precedent? Yeah, I was just going to say there's two types of people, two types of businesses, two type, you know, two types of outlooks. And I use the term, which is not to be taken literally, but there's the people that are going to negotiate with terrorists and the people that say we don't negotiate with terrorists. And I think I get that from 24, Jack Bauer, most amazing person ever. But when you're Apple, you might be too big to not negotiate with terrorists. I, I don't know. I don't work at Apple. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't work at Apple, right? So I don't know what goes on. I don't know what employees at Apple are treated like. We don't know. I do know they're a big enough company where there is no possible way that everyone that works for you is going to be happy. Not possible, right? I don't, I don't care who you are. When your company is that big, it is not possible. So for Apple, does it make sense of you have someone that's kind of leaking information, you know, filing claims, doing all this? Does it make more sense for Apple to potentially just say, let me pay it and it goes away? Um, whether, and I'll say this, if you're Apple, is anyone not buying an iPhone because they mistreat employees or uh, like uh, no but there, but there could be there could be eventually if they're like oh they're inappropriate could cause business you never know right in the world that we live in i just it, it could 
But I think a lot of those people would be like, oh, I'm throwing my Mac away. I'm throwing my iPhone away. I'm throwing my iPad away. I'm throwing my app. I'm canceling my Apple TV subscription. I'm getting rid of my iTunes. Like, you, you see how much would actually have to be canceled. And then how long is somebody actually going to forego all of that to where it's kind of like, okay, just pay it. It doesn't go out there, whatever. Now, I do think, I personally think we kind of operate by the, you don't negotiate with terrorists because here's the other thing that Apple's at a huge risk of. Oh, so if I complain and I file something, I'm going to get a payday to keep my mouth shut and walk away. And whether you're Apple or whether you're someone with three employees, somebody does something like that and they get a paycheck, your company becomes known as a company that pays for those things, right? I used to actually work for a company that is known for, oh, you complain, we'll write you a check. You complain about something, we'll write you a check, shut up and go away. And they have that reputation and everyone knows that. So what happens then is more people complain because they know they're going to get the check to shut their mouth and go away. So you run that risk. And I think Apple is going to run that risk from what it sounds like in that scenario of more people saying, oh, I agree, and raising their hand, saying something, and hopefully going for the paycheck to shut their mouth and walk away. I'm not paying nobody. And here's the thing, too. Sometimes people need to be put in their place, right? They need to know that they can't do this. And it's like enable. We've enabled. This woke culture happened because people have given in, right? That woke The reason why we are now woke and this cancel culture, I remember when they were trying to cancel Ivanka Trump, whether you like Trump or not, doesn't matter. She hadn't said a word. She's in the office. Cancel Ivanka, cancel Nordstrom, cancel Trump. Like people don't even shop at Nordstrom want a Nordstrom coffee. That's the problem with woke people. They don't even shop where they say. All they do is they spend all the time complaining about other people. And they're the biggest hypocrites as well. I don't like this, uh, this woke counter. I think this opens up the door to other people. When you, and by the way, there are some people, they did something wrong and they got to pay. Okay. But in this situation, based on what I've read, that is not the, the situation. Oh, they make us work hard. Then go work somewhere else. Right. It's Apple. You got tons of stocks. All right. Very quickly. Four more minutes here or less. Short bursts. Facebook, metaverse. Good idea. Bad idea. Name change. Good idea. It's the future. But I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, I don't. First of all, I think the problem is by changing the name, it doesn't solve the problem. Facebook hasn't solved any of the problems. They just put their problems in another universe. They ought to take care in this universe as well. Germany, Ireland, and Austria, now because of the surge of COVID, are adding lockdowns only for the unvaccinated. Approve or disapprove? Let people make their own decisions. I think it's a lose-lose situation. I think what it is, it's gonna just further divide everybody else at this point. Um, just let people not- decide what level of risk they wanna take. I mean, at some point it's like. At this point, at this point, if someone doesn't wanna take the vaccine, they're not gonna take listen, it unless they end up if, on a ventilator. If they die, they die. That's, that's a quote from Dolph Lundgren, which we had at Mega Success. 
By the way, quickly, does virtual office work? And is that the new normal? Looking back at it, we've got a year of data in our office. You're hearing on this. People are still not back. We were in Florida, in Orlando, of all places. And there was, there was no workers in the office. And it's in Florida. Does it work? Does it not work? Yes or no? It works, but you can't operate your business the same way you did when everyone was in one place. So you, you have to shift and adapt to being virtual, but it can work with the right, the right adaption and the right modification, but probably can't work if your company is so big and you don't even know who's working for you, what they're doing, and don't have those metrics in place. Unfortunately, I think it's the new normal. I think there's something when people are alive. I don't know what people are doing, if they're walking their dogs or what they're doing their day, if they're handling kids. It's working so far. We're doing very well. Companies are surviving. It's at a record. But have we now learned to readjust productivity as well? Um, and so that's kind of like one of those situations that, uh, that I have to put into. Last one here. What's the solution for getting people workers? Everyone is running out of workers. There's a barbershop that I go to. They're closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because they can't find anybody to uh, cut hair. Restaurants are there, fast food restaurants. There's a whole kind of situation as well. What is the solution to get workers, uh, in your opinion? I think there's a couple of, you got to steal them from, you have to steal them from a competitor and you've got to be willing Nobody's to going to steal you. Do not put smoke signal messages out to people that are listening to this show. You have to blink if you need help. You have to steal. I cannot believe you're trying to leave your $12 and 50 second to be the CEO of such of all this global empire. I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked as well. Um, so, uh, you know, here's the thing too. I think it needs to be a purge. I think what is going to happen is as soon as there's a dip in the market, they'll, they'll all come back running back as well. And the uh, owners will have leverage. People are lazy. They got stimulus check. They don't want to do it. That's it for mega success. If you want more like this or attend our big annual event, megasuccess.com. I am JT Fox. This is PAC. Enjoy the show. And we'll see you next time. Maybe next week, maybe next month. Maybe in six months, maybe never. We just did it because you need it. I know we need to do it more. Hopefully you enjoy it. We always so make sure you subscribe. So when we post new content, like and subscribe. So you know that when we post a new show, you will get the alert. Leave us five That's stars. The channel and all this and get the alert as well. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the next show.